Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we jump into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we ask for your guidance today, Lord, as we complete this devotional, Lord, and we ask you to guide us into all truth and show us things to come, Lord. We ask that you'll minister to each and every one of us our needs, Lord, that you will shine through your glory, may, may be manifest through us, Lord, to the world, God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, and we thank you for your compassion, Lord, the love that you have for us and your faithfulness, God. We thank you that you never leave us or forsake us, God, that you're there with us through every step of the journey, God, and that you strengthen us with supernatural ability to complete the task that you've set before each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together to share with others, Lord, and be poured into as well, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us, and we are glad to be able to discuss the Word together. So thank you for joining us, and thank you especially to to the partners of this ministry. Those uh, we, we are, I'll just say we're thankful to the Lord for you and for your heart towards Him, and thank you for being a blessing to us mm-hmm. by just keeping us lifted up in your prayers, by you know, sewing in financially by liking these episodes and by sh- by subscribing on the number of platforms you can find a day of prayer on, which the Lord seemingly continues to expand every day and just increase mm-hmm. the territory. Mm-hmm. There's always something, so a new location where you can find a new platform where you can listen to a day of prayer on. And we are thankful to the Lord for that and for you for subscribing on those platforms, but, and also for sharing the messages with others and allowing them the opportunity to grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And and thank you for helping us carry out and your participation in helping us carry out the ministry the Lord's given us, which is to build his house and to preach the gospel, preach and teach the gospel throughout the four corners of the earth. Amen. So we know it's the Lord that does it and he also works through people. So thank you for your, for fulfilling your role in this. Amen? Amen. So, we are in Acts chapter 8. And today, or this morning, we are moving forward. And we are going to read verses 9 through 25. So can I get a volunteer to cover that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, 
who, when they had come down, prayed with them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as if, for as yet he had not fallen upon none, he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the link of the on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this, your wickedness, and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Amen. So there's a lot in there. But at this time, as is our, our custom, we are going to open up the floor and allow each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And, and of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? I would. Thank All you right, so much honey, for honey. asking. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I just wanted to quick tie back to the previous um, episode where we um, I was closing out at the end of that, that podcast and referencing the fact that the people here were oppressed by the principles and the ways of the devil. And when the preaching of faith in the name of Jesus came on the scene, that is what brought them an opportunity to rejoice and to celebrate a true opportunity and change their lives. And um, you just see that confirmed in verse nine, where it says they had previously believed the witchcraft um, and, and, not and just called it, it sorcery but engaged but, in it. Yes. Right. But they put their faith in that and they thought that the lie was the truth. They thought that the devil's works were, were God and they didn't know the difference. And when the, the truth came, when Jesus was preached on the scene. Now there's, there's power. Now there's life. And I just wanted to uh, bring that up that when I said it, yeah, I was just speaking by the Holy spirit. I wasn't necessarily thinking about that verse, but it, it confirms that life under the devil is not good. Life under the devil has nothing for you, but death, destruction and oppression, life and oppression is not good, but God brings us freedom. So, Amen. Just want to connect that. Amen. Anyone else? I'll go. All right, well, Charles. <laughs> um, the first thing I would like to talk about was, um, in the very f um, what verse is it? When you see that um, Philip came over and was preaching to them, the Lord's pointing out to me, if we quickly go back to verse four of. Acts chapter 8 we see that this is just a continuation and what the Lord was showing here was that there's a there's multiple types of persecution if you think about it there's um persecution by someone else and then there is self-persecution that's how the Lord described it to me and he brought me to the example inside of John I think it's chapter 9 um where they threatened to excommunicate the man who had received his sight from Jesus. 
and how his, the uh, the per, the man's parents didn't say anything because they didn't want to. And the Lord showed me that's the same as persecuting ourselves when we refuse to stand up and say, okay, I, no matter what you do, I'm going to continue with what I know is right. And he also was tying that back to how with it, they didn't know the word for themselves. So if they had, they were, they trusted the Pharisees for everything that they did. You can see that inside of the gospels, how the Pharisees were considered the most respected people generally Jews wise and how they always look to them and that's someone they held in esteem because they didn't understand the law for themselves. They went to the certain sect of people for what they should be doing in their daily lives. And they didn't know what they should have been doing because they didn't study it. So it led to a quandary for them. They could either be excommunicated where they thought all ties and they'd be left to their own devices. And they didn't understand clearly everything that they were supposed to be doing so that led to them persecuting themselves saying we're not going to accept this because we don't want this to happen to us so there was fear yes and oh go ahead brother well i just wanted you to clarify that they they spoke the way they spoke because they were afraid of being put out but the pharisees and sadducees did not threaten them with excommunication it was implied that they were fearful that it would happen. Mm-hmm. But the, this word does not say that they were threatened with that communication. So, so the mindset that they had is still in line with what you were saying. I just wanted to be clear. Mm-hmm. The word did not say that they were threatened with excommunication. It said oh. they were fearful that they would be put out from the church. It doesn't say that anybody said that to them. Oh, yes. What, and what I was um, trying to convey was that we look at it, the healed man, the one who continued to stand up, was put out. And his parents, in that section, it said the Pharisees cast him out inside of John 9, verse 34. They answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins. Are you teaching us? And they cast him out. Cast him out of the, from in front of them, not from the church. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think they just, they just made him get out of the room where he was, right, where they were meeting and calling him out. Which yes, verse are you at again, sir? That was John nine thirty-four. Let me let me get there real quick. And for those of you who are listening online, you possibly can hear all the rustling of papers because mm-hmm. everybody's rushing now to look to see. What was that reference again one more time? John nine thirty four. Because you know where I'm going, right? The yeah, linear. linear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't this great that we can study God's word together and we can challenge each other and we can even um, ask each other to confirm what you're saying is, is properly in line. This is mm-hmm. what healthy discord and healthy... Um, you, know, you can confront without being confrontational, right? Isn't we, that how iron sharpens iron? Yes, it is, exactly, so... <laughs> Absolutely. So, you got it on the interlinear, brother? Yeah. Okay. So, it it just basically means to throw out. 
Mm-hmm. To, to what, what, what cast out there is just basically they throw him out. So it doesn't reference throughout of what. So it, it's, it's, it's unclear. Was he uh, removed from the church and, and excommunicated as the word is being used or whether he was just put out from among them? I think it was just that he was put out from among them. All right. There's also three types of excommunication. Um, there is Nadine, which is usually a uh, 30-day um, pronouncement for offenders. Um, so then from public worship, but they're not allowed to shave, required to wear garments of mourning. There is, uh, Karim, uh, C-H-E-R-E-M, uh, which is usually pronounced on those who continued in a rebellion. Fender was formally cursed and excluded from all interactions with other people and prohibited from entering a, the temple or a synagogue. And then there is Shamatha which is pronounced on those that, again, persisted in rebellion, rebellion excuse me, but they were cut off from all connection with the Jewish people and were consigned under utter, to utter perdition. And those were the types of things that they would have done to somebody Correct. in relationship to punishment. So the, the word used here is ekbalo, so it's not any of those words that was used here. Okay. So... And, well, they're and, just, and all the just for our knowledge. All, as, as translated throughout, it's... Um, Cast out, send out, casting out, will cast out. Um, it's not, um, although the word can be used for expel and others, uh, sure. nowhere is it translated. Uh, this word is translated like that in the Bible. It's, it's typically just, like I said, to be, to be put out from the place where they were. Okay. Well. Again, I, I, I don't want to miss and get too far off point with where you were going. The mindset that the people had was as if they were going to be excommunicated. Yes. C- clearly. So you're the, it's just the mi- where the mindset came from was not because the Pharisees threatened them with it. It's because the way the, the Pharisees were all the time with everyone else, it yes. was pretty standard practice for them to excommunicate someone in a situation like this. But they were fearful in their mind is where the, it came from, not because the Pharisees said it. That's all. I was just... Right. Um, but, he, but even with what you're... You're discussing now, right? This is how they were all the time. We still see this, unfortunately, in many places, even in the church and in churches today. So where is the love? Where is, is grace given? Right? It's, scripture clearly tells us it's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance, not how harsh we are with each other. That, that I would have to ask, where is the love? Where's the love component, which is what Christ is asking for? Which love is the ultimate Lord. demonstration of leadership was washing their feet. Well, I mean, of dying for us, but in, in, in the physical realm as being a leader, he right. said, I'm showing you how, to, how you are supposed to be with each other. Exactly. Wash each other's feet. You take the lowliest position with the other person, not lord over them with fear. Exactly. And, and even if someone doesn't have it exactly right, let's extend some grace because... Yeah, they may need to, and not may, they, if they don't have it quite right, yeah, they need to, to grow. They need to mature in, in that area. But how, again, we read from Romans 10, how will they know without a preacher or a teacher, right? Like someone to help or to walk with them, which is exactly what Jesus did with us or even in the physical, his own disciples. They didn't have it. They didn't understand it. But he walked with them, teaching them, and not just through words, but through his actions, through his behavior, showing them, demonstrating to them, 
this is how it's done. This is how the, the our Heavenly Father has meant for this to be from the beginning. Why would we approach it and each other any differently? We should not be looking to throw people out of the boat. Jesus didn't throw us out of the boat. And, and I'll tell you that, even speaking from my own life, some of, some of the worst offenders of Christ are Christians. The Lord didn't throw them out. For It didn't throw me out. He didn't throw anyone out. He doesn't throw anyone out. We can remove ourselves by not accepting, not receiving him for who he is in his grace, mercy, compassion, and love. But he's not throwing us out of the boat or anything else. He, he desires, his will is that all would come to repentance. All would come to him. So it should, we should renew our minds on this. And know, as we were talking, even with the excommunication piece, right? Those that persist and... and Charles, you brought up a, in an earlier episode, previous episode, about, um, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how you, oh, apostles, right? And yes. Paul writes this later. Like, this is how we should approach people, right? If we see a brother or sister that's in sin, in error, right? In fault. Yes. They, they don't have it. Go to them privately right? Go privately. Yes. Let's give them the opportunity, right? And if they still don't listen, if there's still no change, then it says, or it instructs the Lord through Paul, instructs them to bring a, a brother or two, right? To hear every matter and every fact. So again, a second opportunity. And then lastly, it says, if there is, if they still insist or are persisting or resisting the truth, then bring the matter before the elders of the church. Right? Yes. And let them deal with it. That's exactly how the Lord deals with us. He first comes to us himself through his Holy Spirit. And you see that throughout the entirety of Scripture. The Lord always speaks first to us. If we refuse to listen, well, now he has to send one or maybe a couple of his servants to confirm the matter. Right? Yes. We, the, the one or two people that are brought are not just to, uh, I'll say, agree with the point you're making. They have their own relationship with the Lord. They have their own standing before him. And they are required to hear every matter bringing it before the Lord to have his thoughts on it and then say what it is that he says about it, about the situation. And then, yeah, lastly, it's brought before the elders. Hopefully it never reaches that point. But again, that is part of the process. Not There's not this constant threat, if you will, of throwing yes. people out or excommunicating them. There shouldn't be. Where's the love of God in that? Every, and even after you, we come to Christ, well, we still don't have it right, right? Yes, yes. But we are, 
uh, I don't want to say striving, we are allowing the Lord to teach us, to guide us, and we are renewing our minds daily, becoming conformed to the image of Christ. Even after you come to him, he doesn't throw you out immediately. Right? Yes. There's still grace upon grace given so that we would repent and we would come to him. So I, I'll bring this up because, again, this, this applies to us today. The, the first way and the way we're reading about creates fear, right? Yes. Well, where's the love of God in that? Because perfect love casts out fear. But fear brings torment. It's clearly not from God, nor can it be. The fear he talks about in saying fear God is revere him, reverence him for who he is. But we should not be living in fear or torment because that's clearly from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And as you see, even through this and in Samaria, right back in Acts, the people are in bondage as a result. But Jesus came so that we would have life, we would have it more abundantly. And if we look at um, both, I'll, I'll just say in Isaiah 61, which is the same thing that Jesus read in Luke 4 about his ministry. What was it about? Much of it was delivering the captives, setting them free. Right? Yes. And, and he says, is this not the same type of fast that I would choose? Right? Yes. Okay. So then it's the same for us. We should be living in the same manner, conformed to the image of Christ, where love is displayed at all times. Again, we saw that in Stephen. Even during his, while he was being martyred, in the midst of them trying to kill him. That's a, a very incredible display, a demonstration of being conformed to the image of Christ, where the words are very similar almost identical to what Christ said in the midst of them crucifying him on the cross. Why would we choose to be different and to live differently than our pattern and example, which is only found in Christ? We shouldn't. Anyway, anyone else? Or anyone have anything else to... You didn't finish, did you, Charles? No, not quite. Okay, we'll continue, oh, sir. So, <clears throat> what the Lord was showing me was that essentially, He also asked me the question was, if we know that the devil has limited resources, he's not omnipotent, he can't be everywhere at one time, how is it possible that one person can be attacked multiple times and we know that there's at least two angels for every one demon? So, the Lord was showing me that it was self-persecution, meaning that we don't stand up for what we know is right, and we're our own worst enemies. <clears throat> it's kind of like if you, mommy and dad said, you, sp- you put Legos on the ground, and then you have to try to walk over that. You're the one who put the Legos. It's not somebody else who did it for you or <laughs> trying to stop you. You did that to yourself. So the Lord was showing me was that here was, Saul was, yes, he was persecuting. I'm not saying he wasn't, but there was also a level of surf- self-persecution. Because meaning that those who don't have root in themselves and in their own beliefs will easily crumble. The devil just has to all but breathe on them and they're crumbling saying, oh no, I can't do this. Are we talking about the Samaritans that were? 
I'm who, who I was persecuted talking, themselves. I was referring to how it said in verse four, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word, and how this correlates to what's happening here was um inside the section because you see Philip was preaching, he had an understanding of the word for himself. He was not mm -hmm. constantly swayed by what other people said and was not held up if one person said this is wrong, you instantly crumble. Okay. And that's the self-persecution is your own... Oh. Uh, just to build off of what you said, as you make a great point, he had an understanding of the word for himself. Where did that come from? From the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is there to what? To teach, to lead, to guide, right? Yes. It's, it says later in the New Testament, um, especially in, I believe, John and in Peter, about how, especially in John, uh, first, second, and third John, about how the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will teach you things, right? Yes. And even in the Old Testament, you have no need for a teacher, right? Yes. Uh, and John, he's, John says that as well. You have no need for a teacher. The Holy Spirit will teach you these things. First John. Mm -hmm. First John, yes. So uh, this matters too. It should matter. And yes, it wasn't going to crumble. But as you, you see, and even if you study out the Gospels, right? While they had the same word, right? There were different beliefs between the Pharisees and um, the Samaritans, right? Yes. And and Jesus addresses this with the woman at the well, right? Well, you yes. say that we got to worship uh, over here and we, we got to worship on this mountain and, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. so they had the same word, but there were different beliefs about the word, different traditions, different customs, even though they had the same word. But there is the one and same Holy Spirit, which is freely now, at this point that we're discussing, has been freely given. And at this point in Acts is what I'm saying. Yes. Has been freely given in order to teach us, in order to set things straight and right in us. So now we can all be on the same page. But that only comes with us humbling ourselves and submitting to the Lord. And allowing him, and just being, I'll say, open to have, letting him have his perfect will and way in our lives. Yes. Or, brother, as uh, you know, we talk about many times, just holding it loosely before the Lord, right? And allowing him to continue to teach us and confirm his word. And and because he continues to show and demonstrate, and, and as we're progressing and maturing in him, right? Yes. Now we can make... I'll say take further action as a result, right? Yes. Not having a, a a sliver of the the picture and saying, I know exactly what it is and get out of the way, Lord, I've got this. But allowing him through his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and, uh, you know, for to use a colloquialism, to connect all the dots for us mm -hmm. and us following his path, his plans, his ways, his thoughts, or the destiny track that he has set for us. Yes. So it matters. It matters for our lives. It mattered then, and it absolutely matters for you and I and everyone today. But, um, we're kind of over on time. Um, so let's pause there for today. And can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Well, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and that making it where your word is rich, 
rich lord and lord i also just thank you for giving us the opportunity just to edify each other lord in the name of jesus amen in jesus name amen amen well we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day we hope you've enjoyed listening to a day of prayers morning bible study This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.